Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. And this is not an episode I expected to be doing this early in March. I really didn't want to do this episode, but you got the show goes on. The show goes on. And we didn't expect the season to be over yet, did we? Uh, Kansas Jayhawks falling to the Arkansas Razorbacks in the round of 32-72-71. And it was disappointing. There's no other way to put it. Uh, we all expected the Kansas Jayhawks to get to the Sweet 16, uh, make a run at the Elite Eight, maybe to the Final Four again, and obviously hoping to get back to the national championship game, trying to win back-to-back national championships. But... It was not meant to be. There's only one team that will stand tall at the end of the season at the mountaintop, and we felt it last year. We had such a good time last year in March in the first part of April. We had the high of that feeling, winning the national championship, having the parade in Lawrence, and it's such a good feeling, and you can't replicate that in any other way. And when you don't get there, when when you felt it last year, And then when you have such an early exit this year, you feel it so much more. And I know I was feeling it after the loss on Saturday. I know you guys were probably feeling it too. Uh, A one-point loss to the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I want to get into that. Also talk about the future of the Jayhawks going forward. So let's get into it. It was uh, 72-71. KU lost to Arkansas. They were once again without head coach Bill Self. Uh, due to the procedure that he went on the night before the Big 12 tournament was set to start, he had that heart issue. They put two stents in. We talked about it last week on the podcast. He missed the Big 12 tournament. He missed the round one opening game against Howard. And Kansas breezed to an easy win over Howard in uh, the first round of the tournament in the 1-16 game. But he they were asking Bill Self. Uh, he didn't do any interviews with the, the general media. He did a one-on-one interview with Greg Gurley, which is one of his guys, one of, his, one of the guys in the inner circle in the Jayhawks uh, sports network. And he said that he he mentioned he wasn't going to coach against Howard, going to see how he was doing on Saturday. Ended up deciding not to coach on Saturday against Arkansas. He hinted that if they made it to the Sweet 16, that he was going to be back with the team, coaching on the sidelines. He had been coaching at practice uh, over the past week, not as full uh, as he usually would. I guess he was doing some of his uh, coaching from the bench. But he mentioned that he was going to be back if they made it to the Sweet 16. And unfortunately, they didn't make it to the Sweet 16. They didn't get there, so Self didn't have a chance to come back this season. And you had Norm Roberts, the interim coach, who did a fantastic job filling in for Bill Self this season. He was first in the interim spot. It came up during the first four games of the season. You had Roberts filling in for Self, who had a self-imposed suspension. It went back to the allegations of Adidas, payments to players, all that from five years ago now. So it's been a long time since that happened. But Kansas decided to be proactive about it, do a self-imposed sanction. 
They suspended Bill Self and assistant Curtis Townsend for uh, four games at the beginning of the season. Norm Roberts coached the Jayhawks to a 4-0 start to the season that included a win over Duke. And then last week, when Self was out after that procedure, uh, when Self was in the hospital, Roberts took over again during the Big 12 tournament, led them to a win over West Virginia, led them to a win over uh, Iowa State as well before they ended up losing to Texas in the Big 12 championship game. But despite the solid uh, job that Roberts did this season for the Jayhawks, they couldn't get it done against Arkansas in the tournament. And I'm not saying that it was Norm Roberts' fault that they didn't advance in the tournament. What I am saying is Bill Self could have been the missing piece to get them over the hump in that game against Arkansas. So again, it's not a slight on Norm Roberts and the job that he did, but what Self could have done to elevate the team even higher. Uh, I think that I think that Self could have done something, especially when you look at how the Jayhawks season played out. Usually, this Jayhawks team would get out to a slow start, and then in the second half, they'd come out with their pants on fire. And they look like a team that you think could win the national championship. And they'd win a lot of those games that they started out behind in early in the game. And this game against Arkansas was actually the complete opposite of what they've done all year. They got out to a lead in this game early. They were up 9-2 early in the game. They had a 8-point lead at halftime. They were winning 35-27 at the half. They get up to a 10-12-point lead in the second half at one point before being outscored 45-36 in the second half, which led to the 72-71 loss. And you just think, if Bill Self is there to coach, I don't think he lets them lose a game where they're ahead by 10 points in the second half. There was a stat that showed up on the broadcast, on the TV broadcast, that said that the Jayhawks were 48-0 when leading by eight points or more at halftime in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty much all you need to know right there. If Bill Self is coaching, they don't lose that game. They don't. They they beat Arkansas if Bill Self is coaching, and I will forever feel that way. And it's, it's disappointing because the, the Jayhawks were put in a tough region, They were put in a tough region when they got put out west. They had UConn. They had Gonzaga. They had Arkansas, obviously a tough team, who beat Kansas, who has been to the Elite Eight the last couple of years. They had UCLA, who was projected to be a one seed throughout a lot of this year. And it wasn't going to be easy for Kansas to get to the Final Four. It wasn't. They probably should have got the Midwest, They would have had a little bit of an easier stretch there, but it is what it is. And the Jayhawks got put in the West. They had to deal with Arkansas in round two without their head coach, and they lose 72-71. You know, Bill Self missing was not the only reason that Kansas lost the game either. Again, I'm not putting it on Norm Roberts, the interim coach. I think he did a fantastic job getting those guys ready. They got out to a lead in the first half. They had the eight-point lead at halftime. 
But there was some things with the players that were disappointing. Uh, down the stretch in the game, they missed a lot of free throws. With eight minutes left in the game, Kansas was in the bonus. They were able to shoot free throws anytime they got fouled from the eight-minute mark on in the second half. And they missed six free throws in that span. I mean, that's that's it right there. That's the game. They make two more free throws in that stretch, and they win the game. It's as simple as that. So free throw shooting down the stretch was painful to watch for the Jayhawks. Every time they went to the line, you're holding your breath. I was watching the game at a bar and grill, and everybody, anytime there was a missed free throw, you hear, ugh. You hear the whole fan base. I'm sure everybody across America that's a Kansas fan, everybody was doing the exact same thing, groaning every time they miss a free throw. Anytime they make a free throw, everybody jumps up and starts cheering because you're like, all right, they did it. And it was just one of those games down the stretch. You knew that free throws was going to be the deciding factor. And for Kansas, they were missing their free throws. Arkansas was making their free throws. That was one thing. Another thing that hurt the Jayhawks, no, it they didn't it didn't hurt them all season, but there were times when it when it uh when it showed its ugly head. The depth on this team was not very strong this year. They had a really good strong starting five, and after that it got a little bit dicey. So whenever you have a guy getting into foul trouble, if you have an injury, uh it didn't go well for Kansas. And in this game, I know they only lost by one point, but in this game, it happened again. The depth issue showed. You had K.J. Adams and Kevin McCuller Jr., who got into foul trouble in the second half. That's two starters right there. You got two starters sitting on the bench because of foul trouble. Not a good situation. Kevin McCuller Jr. ended up fouling out with about three, four minutes left in the game. And that's a problem. Kevin McCuller Jr. is up for Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the best defensive players in the nation. K.J. Adams, uh, one of your big guys on the team. Ernest Uday Jr., freshman, who started getting a lot of playing time down the stretch in the season, had four fouls early in the second half. And when that happens, you're going to struggle, especially if you're Kansas, when you don't have a lot going on on the bench. Another issue the Jayhawks had this season was the streaky nature of freshman phenom Grady Dick. In the home finale at Allen Fieldhouse, Dick went 0 for 7 from the field, including 0 for 5 from the three-point range. He scored four points at the free throw line that day, but that was uh, the Jayhawks barely squeaking by against a not-so-good Texas Tech team on senior night. And then he followed that effort up with a six-point game at Texas to wrap up the regular season. And that t- that they lost by 16 that day. So that was a bad game for Grady Dick and a bad game for the team. He showed up for the first two games in the Big 12 tournament before disappearing in the championship game against Texas. Dick was big in the first round. Against Howard, he scored 19 points. He grabbed 11 boards, dished out five assists. And then what ended up being the final game of the season for Kansas, Dick limped to the finish line in the loss, scoring only seven points. He had one monster dunk in the first half, and that was the only highlight of the game 
for Grady Dick. And it was, all those losses weren't on Grady Dick, obviously. But it was the streaky nature of the game this season that led to some of those inconsistencies. And it's likely that Dick's going to test the waters for the NBA draft in 2023 this summer. But it may be best for him to come back for one more season, figure things out a little bit more, become a more consistent shooter and a consistent contributor before making that leap to the next level. So despite the disappointing ending to the season, it really was an inspiring year for the Kansas Jayhawks. I know some people won't feel that way. They lost in the round of 32. It was a disappointing ending to what was a pretty good season. They finished the regular season Big 12 champions once again. They received a number one seed in the NCAA tournament despite losing 70% of their regular contributors from the 2022 national championship team. This was uh, Bill Self being able to piece together this team and getting them to buy in and making it a very memorable season for the Kansas Jayhawks. It was one of his best coaching jobs in his Hall of Fame career. That's how good of a season this was for Kansas and for Bill Self. Hopefully next season, uh, Bill Self will be able to make uh, b- bounce back from this heart issue. That I, It's a big concern. You don't know how a coach is going to react to a heart issue, especially being a high-stress job through recruiting, through coaching these college-age kids, through everything else that goes on with being the head coach of a D1 team, a Blue Blood D1 college basketball team. And you've already got... Bill Self saying that he was going to coach in the Sweet 16. So I don't think it's going to be a huge issue going forward, but it's something to watch going forward for sure. And the Jayhawks have already begun to look ahead. They announced a big-name four-star recruit named Marcus Adams Jr. will be joining the Jayhawks for the 2023-2024 season. And Adams will be joining. He's a four-star recruit, and he's going to be joining three other highly touted four-star recruits as well. Marco Jackson, Chris Johnson, Jamari McDowell, all coming to Lawrence this summer. And from all things that I've heard about Marcus Adams Jr., he is going to be a fantastic addition to this team. He's six foot eight, two hundred five pounds. He's a wing from Harbor City, California. Top 10, uh, this recruiting class is a top 10 nationally recruited recruiting class, both on Rivals.com and 247 Sports. People are comparing him to Jalen Wilson. He's not quite as big as Jalen Wilson, same height at 6'8", but Jalen Wilson came in at 225 pounds. Similar build, similar athleticism to Jalen Wilson, but people are saying he's a better shooter than Jalen Wilson was when he came to Kansas. So... That's encouraging for the Jayhawks. He shot over 35% from three-point range in this most recent uh, high school season. Had an average of 29 points per game and seven rebounds, which is very impressive. Uh, There was also one game where he hit 11 three-pointers and had 55 points and a win for his team. So that's absolutely incredible. Very excited to see what Marcus Adams Jr., El Marco Jackson, Chris Johnson, and Jamari McDowell can bring to the table for the Jayhawks. It's another explosive recruiting class for Bill Self and for the Kansas Jayhawks. Of course, we know they're going to be losing redshirt junior Jalen Wilson. 
uh, one of the greatest Kansas Jayhawks uh, to come around, help the Jayhawks get a national championship, which is always special. Hate to see him go out with a loss in the round of 32, but he'll always re- be remembered as a national champion in Jayhawk Nation. Of course, Kevin McCuller Jr., the transfer out of Texas Tech, played a huge role in this team, winning a Big 12 regular season championship this year. We'll always remember Kevin McCuller for that. And then, of course, Dick's future is uh, up in the air right now. Really hope that he'll come back, but it's very likely he will go to the NBA as he is a projected top 15 pick. Usually when that happens, they're not going to come back for another year of college, which is understandable because they have the option and opportunity to make a lot of money going to the NBA. With NIL now in college uh, sports, maybe there's a chance that they can get him back to Kansas for one more year. Uh, that is still to be seen. But what we do know is next year with an impressive incoming freshman class, uh, Self is going to have a lot of talent to work with, but it's going to be an inexperienced group, and we're going to need another A-plus coaching effort out of Bill Self if they want to win another regular season Big 12 championship, if they want to put themselves in position to be another one seed in the tournament. And it's not going to get easier next year in the Big 12 when you have Houston, who was the number one team in the nation uh, for most of this season, a number one seed still in the tournament. They made it to the Sweet 16 in the Midwest region. They are going to be in the Big 12 next year. Cincinnati's joining the Big 12. BYU, UCF, all in the Big 12 next season. So it's not going to get any easier for the Jayhawks. And despite a disappointing early end of the season, you always know you can be optimistic about the Kansas basketball program. Back-to-back national championships wasn't in the fold for KU this year, but they're always going to be in the conversation year in and year out, and that should not be any different next year with this next core of Kansas Jayhawk players. You're going to have DeWan Harris Jr. coming back. He's going to be a senior next year. K.J. Adams really stepped up his game this season. I'm excited to see how he can grow next year. Ernest Uday Jr. started getting some playing time. At the end of the season, he was a great defender. If he can stay away from foul trouble, I think that that's going to be something that can be really big for the Kansas Jayhawks going forward. And starting next week, I know it's early. I know it's still March. I know it's spring. Spring just started. Happy spring to everybody. But next week, we can start talking about Kansas football because they're looking to get back into the swing of things with spring practice. Uh, You're going to have the spring game coming up, and everybody's excited about what the Kansas Jayhawks football team can do building off of last season's success. They have a lot of returning players as well. Jalen Daniels highlights that list at quarterback. So it's a good time to be a Kansas Jayhawks fan despite the early exit from March Madness this year for the basketball program. We can look ahead to next season's basketball already. We can look ahead to the football season that's coming up. And it's just a good time to be a Jayhawk. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker, at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going there. Give this podcast a follow. Also, you can rate it five stars, tell a friend about it, and that would be greatly appreciated. My name is Mark Van Sigel. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. I did a little end-of-the-year kind of sappy article there over there at heartlandcollegesports.com, but definitely check it out. 
And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.